0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem Pittsburgh studios.
1: And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmett. Oh, we're here. We're live. We're local. A little later on the show, we're going to run a little something pre-recorded. So, you know, like whenever you see, um, remember, like in the old movies, how do we know that the, this happened exactly when it happened? And you know, it was like a mystery or something, and the guy would hold up a newspaper. Yes, exactly. Right. You go, or, oh, or,
2: or the hostage.
1: <laughs> exactly the
2: kidnapped victim yeah holds
1: that up but there's no way that we can say oh we are live and can prove it is there is there a way we can do that no I don't think probably so. isn't right no so that all this might have been made like an hour ago
2: i'm always i'm also i think it's important to say that we haven't been kidnapped
1: <laughs> Stop blinking your eyes. In case, <laughs> I see you. Everything in, in is okay. In case
2: people decide, listeners decide they want to send help. Yeah, no. We're okay. We're good.
1: Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. How about the people in Florida? God oh, bless them. Oh, my gosh. God bless those people. Boy, Talk they're getting about crushed. send help. Oh, my goodness.
2: Listen, on yesterday's show, mm. I talked about uh, my niece and nephew who were flooded twice in mm, New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, and I got a text from her today saying that she was, like, seriously having PTSD about it. Just hearing about all the stuff on TV, she was oh, like, "Oh, really? Like in Florida? Yeah, the re,
1: yeah, like, like, reliving it all like over the, again."
2: I mean, that's just that is such a hard thing mm. to go through.
1: Can you imagine?
2: It just, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. All oh, those poor people.
1: God bless them. And it's just kind of beginning right now, actually. So,
2: remember the Millvale floods?
1: Oh yeah, of course. Which is which?
2: How that was probably two thousand and four, mm-hmm. five. I don't even remember. Was one of those?
1: Yeah. They got, they got crushed, didn't they? They got absolutely crushed. Yeah. You're up on high ground, aren't you? Yes. Yes.
2: But I remember that day very well because even our house up on high ground, our basement was flooded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yours had to have been flooded too.
1: <laughs> you don't remember. <laughs> well, I, I had that retaining wall.
2: Oh, right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a whole other story about that. There
2: is a whole other story about that. uh, Yeah. We don't want to use a fair time with that sort of thing. No, we do not, no. No But I've had water in my basement. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And that's an understatement. Uh, It truly is, yeah. Mm -hmm. All
1: right. uh, Despite all that, the travails of the day. We are live and local. And Kath, uh, a news day as always. So please, without further ado, give us the top four at four.
2: I will, John. Thank you. For Wednesday, September twenty-eighth. It's almost the end of September
1: twenty twenty-two. Tomorrow's as as nine two nine. It's mm. my dad's number. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> number one. Ukraine's President Zelensky spoke live by video conference today to world powers at the UN Security Council, slamming the illegitimate votes Russia is forcing on citizens in occupied Ukraine. Quote, in front of the eyes of the whole world, Russia is conducting this so-called sham referenda on the occupied territory of Ukraine. People are forced to fill out some papers while being threatened by submachine guns. He said that the proposed annexation of the occupied territories as a result of the vote is an attempt to steal the territory of another state. A cynical attempt to force the male population in the occupied territory of Ukraine to mobilize into the Russian army in order to send them to fight against their homeland. Mm -hmm. So in response to that, he called on nations to completely isolate Russia by removing it as a permanent member of the Security Council. Mm -hmm. And then during uh, the meeting, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, who is the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. told diplomats that Russia runs sham referenda, coercing people to vote at gunpoint, at which point she went on to say that the U.S. quote, will never recognize any territory Russia attempts to seize or allegedly annex as anything other than part of Ukraine. Some CBS News. Number two from the trip kennywood park announced new security protocols and a chaperone policy before it reopens this weekend after the triple shooting the chaperone policy requires anyone under 17 has to be accompanied by an adult over 21 at all times every stinking minute that you are in the park and masks are banned after mm. 6 p.m mm, now boy haven't we done a <clears throat> we sure act. have yeah uh-huh. masks are banned um uh, an alter. Uh, the, we know about the altercation between the two groups of juveniles. We know how that all went down last Sunday or Persons, Saturday, Persons Saturday evening is still as Still well. out there, right? Yep. Um, Kennywood also said it plans to increase police presence. Um, Allegheny County Police Superintendent Christopher Kearns said that five county police officers and two West Mifflin officers were working a security detail at Kennywood on Saturday night. Number three. John, you might be interested in this. You might not be. (laughs) Give it a shot. Okay, I'm just going to throw it up there. This is for number three. The FDA announced today new rules for nutrition labels that can go on the front of food packages to indicate that they are, quote unquote, healthy. What? Are you excited about this? Manufacturers now can label their products healthy if they contain a meaningful amount of food from at least one of the food groups or subgroups. Okay. Now, that seems unnecessary. It seems pretty shaky. Very large. Okay,
1: so uh, my first thought... A little
2: talk, bit too large of an umbrella.
1: I'm going to go and get like some milk duds well, because they there's have milk. Because milk in them. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's healthy food.
2: Now, apparently they also have to adhere to specific limits for certain nutrients, such as like a cereal would need to contain three quarters of an ounce of whole grains and no more than a gram of saturated fat. 230 milligrams of sodium you know what i mean so it's not just one thing it would have to kind of balance out but i gotta be honest with you yeah. i don't think i'd buy it
1: no can you imagine if that was your job I you know. had to break down the ingredients and then you know
2: and then decide whether you're going to put the healthy stamp right. on the front run
1: it through marketing and all that blah blah
2: okay listen to this study showed that obesity especially among children rose significantly during the pandemic i'm sure when we were all sitting around right. so that's yeah. no shock right um Kids between 5 and 11 gained an average of more than 5 pounds. Mm. But here's the sad thing. Before the pandemic, about 36% of 5 to 11-year-olds were obese. Now, it's (laughs) 45.7%. That's what the Washington Post says today. And number four, more coffee, John Hall. It is good for you. I like it. That's according to a recently published study in the European Journal of Preventive Cardiology that associates drinking two to three cups of java per day. To a longer lifespan and reduced risk of arrhythmias and cardiovascular disease and that's your top four very nice four. does that make you happy
1: uh i generally drink a cup sometimes like today i did have two cups a day mm-hmm. um mike, mike Adams, how many
2: cups of coffee does he drink oh a day?
1: He, he crushes it right nine maybe Gary, nine? how many
2: cups of coffee do you drink a day
1: uh very very little now uh
2: Two?
0: Okay. Two, two Maybe cups. three at the max. But when I was doing morning shows, it was oh, of like course. about
1: 10, like you 10 a day. Like, yeah. Right into your veins, yep. right? Yeah.
2: 10 cups of coffee a day? Now, what if you did that now? You'd be sick. Would your heart explode? <laughs> I don't know. Or do you not? Are, are you not affected noticed, by caffeine?
0: I, I never noticed a huge difference. Really? You yeah. don't get jittery. I, do. I, can, I can drink. One of the times I drink
1: caffeine or coffee now is about 8 o'clock every night. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Not decaf. Regular coffee. And you're yeah. still able to sleep Black. well. Black. Yeah. Black. Really interesting. Yeah. Huh. I guess All I'm right. lucky. You are.
2: I don't know. I mean, it's National Coffee Day. Did you, you get him that?
1: coffee? Uh, yeah. Excuse me. Some, somebody just delivered something. Oh, wow.
0: look at that. Oh, thank you, Diane. Look wow. at Diane.
1: Producer gets himself a Starbucks coffee well, that's hand pretty, delivered.
2: Pretty nice situation you have in there. Right, All right. Yeah. Telling you what, it's National Coffee Day. So maybe maybe the reason you got that coffee is because it was like discounted yeah. or something. Mm,
1: or just because he's the boss. That, that could might be. be as well, right? That, yeah. that could be it. You don't like coffee.
2: I don't like coffee. What the heck? I know, but I very much like coffee ice cream. Does that count?
1: Mm, yeah, because it's good coffee. Right? It was
2: on sale at Giant Eagle the weekend.
1: You like the taste of coffee in an ice cream. But first not-
2: of all, I don't like warm beverages. Mm. That's the first That's problem. Uh, the second thing is it makes, it fills me up in an unpleasant way, mm. and it makes my
1: tongue feel weird. That's a lot to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You ask. I have no response to that. All right, let us take a quick break. When we do come back... Uh, Reverend Pastor Josh Brown will join Reverend us. Reverend Pastor? Yeah, Reverend. i covering all my bases.
2: Is that a new designation?
1: And doctor. What makes a church a church? Reverend Pastor next.
3: 101.5 WORD.
0: What happens when you open God's Word every day? I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you every weekday here on the radio. I see the transforming effect of God's Word daily. Lives are changed because His Word gives us insight for the challenges we face and encouragement in our walk with the Lord. Join me and let's see what God has in store for us today.
4: A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 9.30. Allen Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD.
5: Okay, from
6: the start. Acerola, cherries,
5: alfalfa, leaf, aloe vera, apples, banana,
7: beets, bell pepper, broccoli, blueberries, blackberries, cranberry.
8: We make Texas superfood from 55 raw, vine-ripened fruits and vegetables,
5: pineapple, sweet potato, papaya, parsley, pear, peach.
8: In a capsule or a powder, one daily dose of Texas Superfood delivers the healthy benefits of 55 Count them, 55 fresh fruits and vegetables, and you can see them all on texassuperfood.com.
5: Raspberry, spinach, the nutrients that we need on a daily basis.
8: Thousands of people benefit from taking Texas Superfood every day. Shouldn't you be one of them? Doctors, pharmacists, nurses, and
9: your grandmother all recommend that you eat more fruits and vegetables every day. So if you can't, won't, or don't, Texas Superfood is made for you.
6: TexasSuperfood.com. It's
5: borderline shocking how much energy I have i
0: hope you use me for the texassuperfood.com
1: join us on texassuperfood.com
5: texassuperfood.com
0: christian television is one of the best way to tell the world the truth where you don't have to live in chaos and you can access peace and hope and that there is a god who loves you
6: Ridge of hope is coming soon on cornerstone television network get involved And hear from special guests, Auntie Ann Beeler, founder of Auntie Ann's Pretzels, David and Nicole Binion, Jay Gilbert, Mike Smalley, and Jennifer Evaz. Join us October 3rd through 7th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. What's
10: for dinner? Burgers?
7: After last week? No thanks.
4: Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Anyone?
11: Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world?
0: It's time for Salem Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard.
11: Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround.
0: Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com.
1: Remember that little nursery rhyme you were taught, right? With your hands, here's the church, here's the steeple, open up the doors Mm. and see all the people, right? So does the steeple make a church? Do the people make a church? Pastor Josh Brown is back with us again. Pastor Brown's a regular guest on our show from Belfield Presbyterian Church in the Oakland neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh, here to answer that question today. Hey, Josh, how you doing?
12: I'm
13: doing well, John. Kathy, thanks for having me once again.
1: Always good.
2: We're going to take you over the next six weeks through all the hand motions that John encountered in VBS, and we're right.
13: Um, we can we can do all the vacation Bible school songs.
1: Thank you. Right? We'll thank just
2: you. quiz you to see how accurate they are. <laughs> uh, okay, so so is the church all about the people? Certainly that's a part
13: of it, right? I mean the church is the people, the, the those who have been called by God into faith with Jesus Christ, those who call upon Jesus Christ in faith. I mean that that is certainly uh, what makes the church the church. That's that's what constitutes it. It's an interesting question though of well how do you know when that is present somewhere? I mean it is, is simply the fact that if a couple of Christians just get together and they're hanging out, is is that the church? Or, you know, when does when it something that we can say, well, this is a place where the church is present uh, in, uh, as these believers are gathered together. So certainly it is con, uh, consists of the people who are believers in Jesus Christ, and yet that's a question that has often been asked is, well, how, how do you know then, uh, when is a church a church, so to speak?
1: Right. <laughs> it is a big question, right? Because churches come in all shapes and sizes, right? Just a, a few families get together and say, and, this is our church. And
2: if a bunch of people get together, decide we're a church then they can, what if they end up, what if, about what if they go off and start doing crazy stuff?
13: Sure, that's, yeah, those, those are fair questions. You know, hey, we, we have a building, we don't have a building. Does that make one of us the church and one of us not the church? Or mm-hmm. if the three of us meet up and get dinner together somewhere? Is that the church? And So those, those are fair questions, and, and they're not new questions. Um, I think sometimes, sometimes not just with this, but other ones, we we think that we're the first generation to wrestle with questions that aren't part of the Christian faith. Uh, but that 's been one that 's been around for a while, and at the time of the Protestant Reformation, in particular, it was a really pressing question because there were those who were looking to to bring about some needed reform to the church that that was one of the big questions well well, how do you know when the church is the church? what are the things that what are the things that need to be present in order for us to say, okay, this is a faithful expression of the church and there were different answers on that within the group coming out of the coming out of that, that would call themselves the Reformed tradition within some of that group. They said, well, we, we believe that you can point to three things oh. that we would say need, need to be there in order for the church to be the church. And if those things are there, then we can say, okay, this is a place that we can call a church. And if those things aren't there, then we've got to ask some harder questions about Very that. Very good.
1: Okay, good. So what makes a church a church? Then Josh, lead us through those three things.
13: Yeah, and this is coming. John Calvin was one of the ones who initially wrote about this, and, and others picked up on it and maybe had added some slight nuances to it. But the three things that they would point to are say, first of all, it's a place where the Word of God is rightly preached and heard. Uh, and that, that's, that's significant. Some people just hold, just say it's a, it's a place where the Scriptures are rightly preached. But the and heard part of it was was also significant. There's an obligation among those who are there to to listen and to heed it. But if Scripture is being faithfully proclaimed and taught, that, that, is, that is one part of it. That's what they would say. That That's one of the marks. of They call these the marks of the Church, the three marks. So that's one of them, where Scripture is rightly preached and heard. The second one is they would say that the sacraments need to be rightly administered, the sacraments of baptism and the Lord's Supper. Uh, So if those are present uh, within the believing community, not necessarily every time they are together, our our congregation does not celebrate both of those things every single time we gather, but as long as they are a regular part of the life of the believing community, that's something that Jesus himself told us we're supposed to do. Uh, So baptism in the Lord's Supper, rightly administered. And the third one, they would say, is uh, discipline rightly maintained. And discipline here is not a synonym for punishment. It's not looking to God and just, you know, punish people for different things. But the root for the word discipline is the same root from which we get the word disciple. So it simply means those who are being faithful in living out their calling as followers of Jesus and, and looking to live in the ways that He has called us to live. So those, those, in the, those kind of simply, that's the quick version of it there, John. They would say if, if the Scriptures are being rightly proclaimed and heard, if the sacraments are being rightly administered. And if there is discipline that is rightly maintained, then we can say, okay, this this signifies that the church is present.
1: Okay, so then, good. So then, that doesn't. There's nothing in there about denomination, nothing in there about polity or size, nothing like that, right? This is. There's three basic things. So it could be building doesn't have right building. Right, could be ten people.
2: yeah
13: doesn't talk about the building doesn't talk about those things and and with you know coming out of that then you you can build layers upon that for sure so you you can you can may begin to make arguments then about well, why is it good for the church to be why why is it good for one gathered group of Christians to be connected to another group of gathered Christians, which at its simplest level that's what a denomination is meant to be it is it is one group of gathered Christians who share a belief uh, that are that are connected to another, so you can begin to build out from those things. But if those things aren't there, you have got deeper fundamental problems. And even Calvin would say things like, "Look, th- you're going to find those things in differing levels of purity. So you're going to find e- every every place is going to, he said, have some things that are that they're not perfect about. But if those things are there then you've got the right foundation
1: under you. I see. Josh, to be honest, I, I don't hear a lot about church discipline. Now, you know, you as a pastor, certainly, you know, it's different than my perspective as being a member of a church. I think the only time I hear about church discipline is when like ever a pastor, you know, you know, sort of implodes and then, all, you know, yeah, the church right. rallies around, but right. th- there's a lot of deeper meanings there.
13: There are. And, again, I'm speaking from within my tradition as a part of the Reformed tradition, the Presbyterian tradition. We would make a difference between what we call ordinary discipline and extraordinary. Um, And, again, please don't hear that as a synonym for punishment. Uh, That's not what it's meant to be. But ordinary discipline will be something as simple as me. John, you and I are talking, and you're saying, you know, hey, I'm having a bit of a rough time here right now. And I would say, John – you know, it'd be really good for you and I to spend some let, let's spend some time reading the scriptures, let's pray together. Why don't you meet me in church on Sunday? We can go to that stuff. We we would say that is ordinary discipline in hmm. the sense of it's kind of like Proverbs, you know, saying, One I as iron sharpens iron, so one sharpens another. It's a way of it's a way of just calling one another to faithfulness. It's a way of just calling one another to live into the Christian life. So we would call that ordinary discipline because that's the kind of stuff that just happen regularly. Uh, it's words of encouragement. It's not, it's not chastisement. In fact, in fact, if I were to encourage you, if I were to say, hey, Kathy, I think what you've been doing in, in your work really is fantastic right now. I think some of the service you've been doing in the community and blessing people in the name of Jesus is, is fantastic. That word of encouragement, we would say, is a kind of ordinary discipline because it's just it's an exhortation to continue to live faithfully. Yeah. So that stuff should just happen all the time it should just be a part of who we are extraordinary discipline is is something you don't want to have happen as often and it is more difficult and those are like the example you met john john there, there's maybe some some more significant moral failing or something like that that requires uh other believers to come alongside someone and, and to to bring them back or to Maybe if, it, if they are in a position of leadership and they need to be removed from that for for a time. I mean, there, there's all kinds of things you can get into with that, but we call it extraordinary in the sense of it, it should not happen often.
1: Interesting. From Belfield Presbyterian Church, we're talking with Pastor Josh Brown about what makes a church. So, Josh, what about the idea the word rightly preached and heard? I mean, that's open to interpretation, isn't it?
13: Sure, it is, and people begin to split ways uh, over over these kinds of things. You know, people say, "Well, that's not a faithful interpretation of Scripture," therefore, I'm leaving. And and it's it's impossible to address this in kind of like any kind of blanket statement. But but if you are looking at at saying, "Well, this, this is a church that I think is being faithful in the way it is submitting to the scriptures and proclaiming the scriptures," um, that's very different than saying this is a church that completely has disregarded the scriptures or doesn't even acknowledge them Mm -hmm. um so these are kind of difficult things to do but they are i think they're great simple starting points for it and and they're really important ones that i I think most people miss because now you've seen you see this as often as i do somebody will say well i i'm leaving uh, the reformers would also say the only reason you should leave a church is if those things are not present or they have been so corrupted, that they are, are not there in any recognizable form. So they would say, if if those things aren't there, that, that's valid reason to separate yourself uh, from a community that you had been a part of, which is not the way most folks go about it now. You know, now it's, well, the new pastor's not as funny as the old one, so I'm out of here. Or the new worship leader doesn't play the songs that I like, so oh, I'm man. out of here. And the Reformers would say, no, there, there's higher things we should be looking at if the scriptures are not being faithfully proclaimed and handled if baptism and the lord's supper the the, the signs and the seals that god has given to the church if those things aren't present in some way ever and if we're not calling one another to lives of, of faithfulness if those things aren't there then it's time for you to find a new place
2: mm. reverend josh brown from belfield presbyterian church um josh so uh, Is there a difference between the church and a church? So you asked initially at the start of our conversation, so if the three of us go out for lunch, is that a church? It's not a church, but is it the church?
13: I think we are uh, representing the church. Yeah, the three of us
2: aren't the totality of it. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, right,
13: yeah, right. And and that's a great distinction, and that's probably a whole other—we can talk about that one maybe the next time that we're on, but— uh, you know, in the in the creeds, in the Apostles' Creed, for example, we would say we believe in one holy Catholic uh, church, Catholic there with a small c, simply meaning universal, and saying that um, we believe that there ultimately is one church. All, all of those whom Jesus has uh, called to himself and have been united to him by the Spirit, that, that is the church, and that comprises different nationalities and cultures and denominations and all of those things. But then you do find particular expressions of that you find local congregations uh who are a part of that larger church uh they're not the totality of it as you said and and yet they are a they are they are the church in that they are an expression of it they are not the fullness of it without remainder
1: Hmm. got it belfield presbyterian church in the oakland neighborhood in the city of pittsburgh it's right across from um the towers right uh the three different um dormitories, I guess you could say. We
13: we are, yeah. The, the three-round dormitory towers, yeah. we're directly across from them. We're just catty-corner from the uh, Cathedral of Learning, uh, just two doors down from the Soldiers and Sailors. So we're, we're right in the midst of all that right here in the Oakland community.
1: Nice. Well, there's an opportunity there right at your doorstep, Josh, isn't it?
13: It is, yeah, with the the hospital systems here, the medical systems, certainly the universities uh, we're in we're basically in the middle of Pitts campus, but we're right adjacent to Carnegie Mellon and just down the street from Chatham and Carlo and Duquesne and a few others so uh, that that is a place where we try to engage uh, as well as we can, and and to begin to bear witness to the good news of Jesus uh, among
1: the university community. I love it. I mean, it's a mix of old Oakland, right? Uh, Oakland, how it used right. to be before the uh, sort of the takeover of universities and healthcare, and uh, New Oakland as well. So I'm sure the congregation is very diverse.
13: It, it is. It is for sure. And, and <laughs> our, our congregation, if you will, uh, not not the individual members of it, but the congregation is certainly part of old Oakland. We've we've been In this spot for 225 years, the congregation goes back to 1801. So, uh, sometimes folks ask me, "How'd how'd you get embedded in the university like that?" And I say, "Well, we we were here first. (laughs) 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 They just they build up all around us. uh, uh, It's a really neat place. Yeah."
1: Fabulous. What time are you worshiping, Josh?
13: We have uh, services on at 8.30, 11 o'clock, uh, and then 5 o'clock in the evening on Sunday, uh, as well as a number of different opportunities throughout the week. And our, our website is belfield.org. All our social feeds are linked off of that, so you can find out what's going on and how you can be a part of things.
1: Excellent. Josh, always Thanks, a pleasure. Josh. Thanks, for stopping by. My
13: pleasure, guys. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon.
1: You as well. What makes a church a church? Very interesting. Pastor Josh Brown. It's not Brown. just the three of us, no. me, you, and Josh. It's just the three of us. Take a quick break. Come back.
2: That uh, Dahmer documentary is that a thing should should be?
14: No. Hurricane Fiona has ravaged the Caribbean with devastating winds, rainfall, flooding. Food for the poor is already responding to the needs of the victims of the storm. Emergency kits containing food, clean water and other relief supplies are positioned and ready to go. We need your help to get them to families in need. Your gift of any amount will help these devastated families. Text send hope all one word to 91999 text, send hope to 91999. And we'll send you a link to give or click the red hurricane. Hurricane Fiona banner at wordfm.com. Hurricane Fiona has decimated Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. 85 mile per hour winds, catastrophic flash floods, mudslides, massive blackouts. The population is devastated. With your help, Food for the Poor is giving relief to storm victims. Your gift of any amount will send even more aid to families devastated by Hurricane Fiona. Please give your best gift now. Text Send Hope, all one word, to 91999. Or click the red Hurricane Fiona banner at wordfm.com.
1: You've all helped build MyPillow into this amazing company. And now, Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. Hey, this is John Hall. The Percale and Giza Dream Bedsheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. This offer will not last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bed sheets. For
10: the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Do you need new blinds or shades? Blinds? Blindster.com offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't overpay for new blinds. Shop today and save big. Blindster.com.
15: Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kanodik and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group. Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to your retirement blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment
3: Management, LLC. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, In and on Odyssey 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh.
16: Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 46. Intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow will reach a high tomorrow of 62. Clear skies tomorrow night, low 42. Partly sunny Friday, the high 67. We'll see a little rain Saturday from what will develop into tropical rainstorm in in the afternoon. Otherwise, cloudy skies and a high of 61. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
1: We live in a very cruel sick society I mean all you got to do is go and look at your streaming services Netflix or whatever right and you see the dark underbelly of American culture case in point is the new Netflix series Dahmer which is a ten part series produced and released last week on uh, said Netflix and uh, Netflix is receiving a lot of flack, as well. They should. Um, apparently, I have no interest. I mean, I have no interest in seeing this. But apparently, the series is um, unusual and that it takes the tact of looking at Jeffrey Dahmer, the monster, through the lens of his victims. And uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, convicted of murder of 16 out of 17 young men and boys from marginalized uh, situations in the Milwaukee area in the uh, 1970s to the 1980s. And what's interesting about this series is that it's the number one series on Netflix.
2: The number one viewed.
1: Yep. And it's gotten great reviews on uh, IMDb. Uh, But also it's received a huge backlash as well as it should from Jeffrey Dahmer's victims, the families. I just, I, I don't, didn't know that. I don't know how you wrap your head around it. I mean, the families are, are, again, are having to relive this for a new generation of voyeurs, you know, true crime voyeurs. I don't get that right. genre. I know. People love that genre, mm-hmm. right? True crime, true crime. And to me, that's like, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, it's just the ultimate of garbage in, right. and garbage out. Yeah. Where you.
2: Well, especially this. I mean, why? What? What are we going to gain from seeing this? So I understand professionals who work in law enforcement who have to figure out, you know, or psychologists, psychiatrists who work in the sphere. I'm not saying that there's no value to their yeah. pursuits because there for sure is because it's for the greater good. But you can't tell me that it being the number one viewed documentary on Netflix is for the greater good. Yeah. There's no way. It's it's, it, it's just that that's just not good for the average person to be watching 10 hours of that story.
1: <laughs> no, it is not. But like I said, I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer, I think was killed in 1994 serving 17 life sentences. So there's a lot of people who weren't alive sure. during that time. Right. And right. and so there it is. I mean, Netflix essentially serving up f- fresh murder. Right. And so people of that particular bent like it are interested mm-hmm. and, sort of turned on in some way by the which gruesomeness. Is,
2: which is why it shouldn't be out there. Do I sound like the moral police or something? No,
1: I... I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, but, you know, everything's out there nowadays, right? There is no sort of wiggle here as to what's appropriate or not. It's anything Okay, goes. but if
2: you've got his the victim's families saying, look, people, because the problem okay. is you're doing a documentary like that And people are watching it almost like you're watching a murder mystery that's fictionalized, except that it isn't. So you are watching it like it's, quote unquote, just a story when there are real people whose lives were impacted by this still alive among us. Right. So I don't know. I I just feel like there's a greater responsibility to the families than Mm is being shown here. Like, I it's
1: just, no, I, I wish that were true. Who, but made, who did Netflix It's make Netflix, it? yeah. It's a Netflix production. I'm sure they funded it, right? I don't know who the producers were of the film, of the 10-part series, but it is. I mean, if you, have, if you have Netflix and you stream, it'll pop up right away. Great. Anyway. I'm skipping it. Such is life. We'll take a quick break, come back. and Kennedy's with us. We're going to talk about... Uh,
2: Miscellaneous. Yes.
1: Daughter Day Sunday, which I'm oh, missing. Oh, Daughter and Sunday,
3: yeah. right. 101.5 WORD
1: wants to say thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you. To your
4: pastor. Thank you so much. It's the 16th annual Word FM Pastor Appreciation Luncheon featuring Destined for Victories Paul Shepherd and musical guest Carla Bianco.
11: Show them some appreciation.
4: A free event for all pastors, associate pastors, and spouses at the beautiful Priory on Pittsburgh's North Side. because we know you love your pastor.
5: Thanks for all you
4: do for us. It's Thursday, October October 6th, remind your pastor to register now before space fills up at wordfm.com.
0: From Kingstone Studios, no vacancy, an incredible true story comes to Salem now.
8: Now they want to purchase a motel and turn it into a shelter for homeless families.
0: A demoted journalist, a recovering addict, and a pastor fighting for the homeless find themselves at the end of hope.
17: I got 45 signatures right here, Mayor, against this proposal from my neighborhood. Let's
0: stop this! It's like the grapes of wrath, Starring T.C. Stallings, Sean Young, and Dean Kane. Feed the hungry and, and house the homeless. That's what we're supposed to do. It means you have tenants. I know. You're avoid... going to have them leave today. Or I'm going to terminate your lease. You
17: didn't want to do this piece. Things change. You have to run it tomorrow. No, not a chance. The nicest thing anybody
1: ever done for me.
0: Streaming now Find it at SalemNow.com.
17: Welcome to Hope. diabetes high blood pressure anxiety meds everyone's on them if you're a 50 year old male maybe a bit porky and you may even have type 2 diabetes a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month call term provider speak with big lou at eight hundred three 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 seventeen fifty. 333 big lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure term provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance
16: The uh-ohs are out there. Scratches, dense, unexpected natural events. But with Mako and their magic, your car is no longer tragic. So when life throws you uh-ohs, just say,
10: Better get Mako.
16: And go to mako.com to book your appointment today.
10: Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. woo <laughs> <laughs> Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed.
16: Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from Nitsa and the Ad Council.
1: Come in for free. In the
2: southern
1: part of the country. Here we go. Ann Kennedy's back with us. Ann's been a regular guest on our show. It's been a long time since we've talked to Ann. Ann is the, uh, the author of Nailed It 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People. Ann, friend, are you there? I
2: am. Yeah, Fabulous. Oh, my gosh. Welcome back,
5: Anne.
1: Yeah, it's been a while.
2: Thank you.
5: It has been. It's been ages.
1: Yeah. Well, you've had a very busy summer. And uh, Kath and I, we have uh, been following your family's journey and wish that we were in the middle of it all. You may not believe that, but it's true.
5: (laughs) Well, I kind of wish I was in the middle of it all again as well now that school has started. But, Yes. uh, yes, we got to travel all over this summer and it was amazing and stressful and fun. And I actually have only gotten halfway through my pictures. Uh, Now it's taken me so long that I feel guilty. It's on my to-do list. It's terrible.
12: (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you, your husband and your six children took off for an epic adventure. Did you not?
5: We did. We have been wanting to take a, a sabbatical for, years and years Uh, well we're supposed to have one every seven years but um, this year we finally got to have part of it and that included us going away at the front part of the summer to uh, the cheapest place that you can go right now in Europe is Portugal Mm. and or was anyway in June and so we went to Portugal and Spain and trekked all over with our six children we didn't lose anyone (laughs) We we uh, we didn't die of any weird food that we didn't know what it was, uh, and we had an amazing time. It was so cool.
1: Excellent, Portugal and Spain. Well, were
5: you
2: on? Uh, all I know about Portugal is how beautiful the beaches are supposed to be.
5: Well, funnily enough, we didn't see very many of them. Uh-huh, so you were but, inland. Uh, We went in when we we were in Lisbon for a few nights, Mm. and we managed to find the sort of party section of the town where all the American college tourists go and party all night. That's where our Airbnb was, which was just it was that made it so exciting on so many levels. (laughs) What college student?
2: What college student can afford to go to Lisbon?
5: I mean, it's so cheap to if you can get there food costs at least right now so little and you you know you pile into an airbnb with all your friends and you drink and drink and um not me obviously but american college students and uh it's i don't know i think if you had a spring break and you had a little bit of cash uh it's not a bad deal right now let's go
1: to portugal All right, but you you, yeah. t- you took a, a different tact, Anne. You, you sort of um, you went into churches, into holy sites. Um, what about the highlights of what you saw in Portugal and Spain?
5: We did get to see, we, we went and saw every single church we could see. Uh, okay, so there was one amazing place to go in Spain, and it's really the only reason I wanted to go to Spain was to see this, church near seville a town maybe an hour and a half away from seville called cordoba Mm -hmm. where there's um um, what's called the mosque cathedral it's a cathedral now but it was a mosque for years and years but the mosque and the cathedral uh sort of interplay between the architecture and the theology of the two kinds of buildings uh was amazing it was just you walk in and the the, you, it's sort of the the mandelum arches that welcome you in. It's very shadowy and dark, and they, it was a feast day, so there was incense because they had just said mass. And you go all the way around, and all of these sort of nooks had been made into chapels, and then suddenly you arrive at the center of this building, and the 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 spire just soars up, really? and the light floods in and then somebody was playing the organ. So I just sat down and cried for a while because mm. it was so amazing. Oh, fabulous. Mm.
1: Okay, so then as you yeah. travel and you see, obviously moved emotionally by that, I'm sure your husband was as well. What about your kids? Did they, Were they like, oh, this is super cool? Or were they kind of like, let's go someplace
5: else? Oh, they were, they were amazing. I mean, they were delighted. It, it I was so glad that we spent so much money our hard-earned pennies on uh educating them classically a little bit they were just enthralled they want we had to go out of our way to find roman ruins which thankfully are all over europe you Mm. walk out your door and you're stumbling on something roman and old and but they just they knew about the architecture and the art they were completely delighted and for the first time in my life. They somehow knew that if they were hungry or their feet hurt or they were tired, they shouldn't complain because we had come to such a cool place. And so everybody was also cheerful, even when they were, you know, exhausted and out of sorts. It was just so fun. Wow. A triple wow, life. That's
2: really, really wonderful. So for people listening who are thinking, I could never afford to take six kids or two kids uh, to Europe, you're saying that there's hope?
5: Well, so there is hope. I mean, we we are a church saved up for us to do this. And um and then we economized a great deal and so it was by no means cheap, you know, yeah, sure. but I think if you if you save up and you you uh think carefully about your planning, um it's not that hard to travel and i realized as i was there that i probably could have already gone mm-hmm. just with my husband and left my kids at home more than once i just thought it was out of reach so i've totally readjusted my sense of the world mm. <laughs> um, i'm probably never going to do that again with six kids right on my um but uh, i would totally go back in a heartbeat tomorrow if i, mean, I you know played the stock market. no never mind that's a bad idea right
1: now it is surely is but for the rest yep. of your life right you and your kids and your husband are going to go remember yep. when I, and everybody's on yep. the same page that's what a great
12: really opportunity wonderful.
5: yeah i'm so grateful because we have two college kids now that was really our window mm. uh before we lose some of them and the youngest ones were old enough to remember and be totally delighted so it was a, such a sweet spot and a sweet time and I'm I'm so grateful that we got to do it and that we survived.
2: That's real. I'm I'm happy you survived as well. I mean, I was never doubting that, but you never know and, and things can happen. Right, anything can happen. Right. And you know, there's a lot of variables there when you got that many individuals and which brings up the uh, the recent uh daughters and sons day.
1: Is today Day?
2: No, I think that was yesterday, right? Well, I, I don't know. Anyway, we, we were lamenting before you came on the air, Anne, that John has two sons who he loves very much, and yet he forgot about sons' <laughs> sons' day <laughs> on social media, which instantly filled him with guilt and despair. And so, I wonder, are you held hostage to these days of celebration?
5: Well, i I decided I saw that it was coming. Oh. I guess because as a wave, as my my feeds filled with pictures of other people's beautiful children. And then I became deeply rebellious and angry and decided not to post mm-hmm. pictures of my children on both Daughters and Sundays. And then at the end of the day, my husband posted a wretched video of himself with our daughters. And I was so um, shocked that he would fall to the, you know, the fad. The pressures who of the made day. Yeah, the pre- who, made, who made a Daughters and Sunday? I don't remember this from last year. Neither
1: do I. It's brand I, new to me, Anne. I'm glad you said that.
5: I mean, somebody is out there nefariously making extra holidays that I have to remember. That's not fair. (laughs) Uh, There's already, you know, Mother's—I don't know—Halloween. You can't add holidays to my life for any reason,
1: (laughs) unless you own stock in Hallmark.
2: So you're just so you're just going to be stubborn and hold out.
5: Well, I missed Daughter's Day on purpose, so I cannot do Sunday today. I can't do that because that looks bad. So, and you know what? What is awful about it is it doesn't matter how much time you actually spend on your children. The fact that I spent all day in the car driving my sons around town doesn't count for anything because I didn't post it online. Oh, okay. So, Isn't is. that
2: the truth?
5: Right. I did all this. It
2: doesn't matter all the other things you did that actually mattered. Right. But the one thing, if you don't put it out on social media, somehow you're, you're you a failure. failure. Right.
1: hmm
5: Yes, exactly.
1: The heck! All right, and awesome. so just before you leave us here, uh, your timing was a little off because you missed the uh, the queen passing, and of course, all the royal brouhaha. Um, wh- did you fly into England or did you fly into Portugal or Spain?
5: Well, we we flew into Portugal at the beginning of the summer, and yeah, we didn't. We missed the queen. I I was born in England. Oh. I was baptized in the diocese of Oxford. I'm. What? I am practically English and so I cleared my schedule and watched the queen's events for an entire week wow. basically this last week because it's, um, she is she was my queen uh, spiritually at least and um, I in fact I watched the both royal weddings the first one in England eating hamburgers as a very young child the Diana wedding and then wow. I watched the Fergie wedding in Italy eating um probably pizza as an also a young child and i i remember those days perfectly so she yes i watched every single thing i could watch this last week for her life
2: okay our time's almost up we have 30 seconds tell us what one thing that stuck highlight? with you yeah
5: the service for her at st george's chapel was uh-huh. the most moving I thing so ever too. and the height of the beauty of Anglican worship, which people were so astonished about all week. But, of course, that's how it is if you come to my church every Sunday. Just, that's not quite true, but almost. But the the, the exaltedness of the liturgy, the prayers, mm-hmm. the music, and then the, the just the, the her chaplain speaking and praying was so moving. I, it was such a, a blessing to be able to watch it.
1: I'm into that. Fabulous. and always a great Good pleasure. to talk to you, Anne. Our time is way too short, but thanks for coming along.
5: It was great to be back with you guys. Thank you for your patience all summer as I was offline.
1: Easy peasy. Ann Kennedy. She is a guest of I'm sorry host of Nailed It three hundred sixty five sarcastic devotionals for angry and (laughs) Wild people.
18: Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training, you just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group, Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com salem media group is an equal opportunity employer
6: hope happens here with the very best in inspirational programming start your new season with cornerstone television network hope today origins sister to sister hard questions move your mountain today's nashville dashing dish signs of the times and cornerstone connect Find hope for a better day and sample the best of local Christian TV on Cornerstone Television Network.
19: I think we can all agree that every
18: moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now.
17: The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives.
10: We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would
5: just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life.
17: Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at edenchristianacademy.org.
1: We were just talking about family vacations with Ann Kennedy. Uh, So researchers uh, wanted to figure out which states are the best for family vacations. So to do this, researchers scored each of the 50 states on a family adventure index that included metrics such as a child-friendly tourist attractions, family-friendly hotels, food costs, and residential safety in order to get to the results of the final study. The good news is that the uh, study ranked Pennsylvania as the sixth best overall state with regards to family travel really? destinations. All right. However, in specific terms that make a family vacation, such as getting ice cream, there's a bit of bad news. It turns out that Pennsylvania has the second highest average ice cream price at five dollars and sixty cents per scoop. Five sixty. That seems like a heck of a lot of money. The only state that beat the Keystone State was Florida, with a total average ice cream price of five dollars and ninety-five cents. Um, the cheapest city to buy ice cream in is St. Louis, where kids can exchange just two dollars and thirty-six of their pocket money.
2: Wow! So this is, it's like double St. Yeah. Louis.
1: Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, two dollars and forty-two cents. Des Moines, uh, two forty-six as well. But I mean, you know, it is ice cream. Uh, you would think ice cream would be. We got Penn State, like the ice cream powerhouse. Yeah.
2: I don't ever go out to get ice cream. Oh, we always go out. Yeah. So have you noticed that it's, do, do you think five bucks per scoop is the right price? You think that's what you're well, paying? Well,
1: I'm going to Rita's. Okay. So I'm doing a little gelato thing. Yeah. So I kind of expect to pay a little more for that, I guess. Okay. But I think like, you know, like a, like a medium gelato, it's not more than five bucks at, at Rita's. Okay. I wonder if Rita's is closed now. We always kind of go and like have a last one Oh, for the right. Summer. Probably not yet. You never go out for ice cream? No. Why is that?
2: Well, because I want to fit in my pants. That's the first thing. Right. I'm having hard enough time. My husband's lactose intolerant.
1: Or just intolerant. Or just, right. he has he just no patience for lactose, whatsoever. as he right. says.
2: Um, yeah, so I, I never do that. Really? But I did succumb last, uh, was it Saturday? I believe it was, it might have been Friday. I was in my local Giant Eagle and Briar's ice cream was on sale. Of course it is. Briar's my favorite. Supermarket ice cream.
1: Was it two for six?
2: Uh, I believe it was two for yeah, six. That's what... And coffee ice cream only has 140 calories mm. per two thirds of a cup, which is still an absurdly small amount. Mm. But thank you. Thank you for coffee ice cream. That's, that's so insulting, yeah. that move. <laughs> it's delicious.
12: Mm-hmm.
2: And if you pour just the tiniest bit of chocolate sauce on it, mm-hmm. it takes it over it the top. It's fabulous do you like coffee
1: ice cream not particularly what now, I love coffee but no, What? I don't if I'm understand. gonna have ice cream like if I'm gonna have ice cream like at a briar's yeah I'm gonna go for like strawberry peach something like that
2: what no you're not gonna go for a chocolate ice cream no no I mean you
1: know if it's there yeah but I'm gonna go for like a, a strawberry or peach or a white house like a cherry Are vanilla you? see I'm never yeah. I'm
2: never doing that what no I'm really? not interested in that
1: you're doing coffee. No. That's your go to. I go-to. really
2: love coffee ice cream or chocolate. Any combination, like coffee, cookies, and cream. Yeah. I don't it. like that.
1: How about cookie dough? Ring it. Okay. Bring...
2: I think it's delicious, but it's probably cookie dough bad for
1: you. I think it's kind of gross. Cookie I think doughs.
2: cookies and cream is about one of the best cookies. No ideas kidding. that again,
1: that'd be the last thing I would order. Really? Yeah.
2: I mean you got you got your High quality vanilla ice cream. Mm. And you got your Oreos in there. What mm. more could a human want?
1: Wait, how about Rita's? So you've never had Rita's?
2: I have had Rita's, but it's been a very long time. The custard. The custard is delicious. Oh, That's, yeah. I mean, I think a gelato thing is delicious. wonder if
1: they're closed. Finally, something you can agree on. Hey, thank you so much. <laughs> very good.
2: I think agreeing's overrated. Now,
1: come on. No, we... It's good to agree on. It's Rita's. It's July. I, we
2: both like Briar's ice cream. Yeah, right. Briar's peach is very, Delicious. very good. I'm just saying, if I pick that or coffee, there's, if there's a contest, there isn't one because I'm going coffee. I feel bad. What about pralines and cream? Eh, man. Like gold medal ribbon. Mm. Like none of that butterscotchy
1: meh, thing. Meh. Butter pecan.
2: I love that.
3: We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and
1: odyssey.com.
16: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Florida Division of Emergency Management Director Kevin Guthrie on what to expect from Hurricane Ian.
0: This will cause life-threatening storm surge, flooding. Tropical storm force winds will be felt throughout the entire state and even isolated tornadoes.
16: Some areas experiencing storm surges, Naples with a reported record surge, Port Myers could see an up to 18-foot storm surge. Ian very close to being a
8: category 5
16: hurricane. Not surprisingly, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis warned it's too late to evacuate.
8: It's no longer possible to safely evacuate. Uh, it's time to hunker down and prepare for this storm. Uh, this is a powerful storm that should be treated like you would treat if a tornado was approaching uh, your home.
16: Ian, the first hurricane to hit Florida since 2018. This is SRN News.
9: I was at a big family get-together recently. There were four generations and a zillion people there, and I was sitting in the back corner of the room with Grandpa. Ryan, he says, it seemed like yesterday this room was just me. The days are long, but the years are way too short. At United Faith Mortgage, the best part of my job is helping new home buyers, because I often get to hear about life's little things. My son saw the treehouse in the backyard, and we knew it was home. Or, this will be our first basement. We're going to make it an awesome game room. As the years fly by, way too short. I believe that God has given us these kind of little things in the middle of the chaos. It's simply our job to notice and appreciate them. If you happen to be thinking new home, I hope you'll consider us. We're committed to Word FM and one on one white glove service. And we also have this fancy direct lender advantage thing that can often save you money at UnitedFaithMortgage.com.
14: United Mortgage Court New York. And a blessed number, 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license, 22672.
7: Do you know how much you're really paying for life insurance through work? I can almost guarantee you're overpaying for limited coverage. I'm Joel Clark, a SelectQuote agent for over 20 years. My clients are shocked to learn how expensive life insurance at work really is because of a rate that's driven up by unhealthy people. Why pay more when you don't have to? For over 35 years, SelectQuote has helped people save 50% or more by shopping highly rated insurance carriers. I found a 40-year-old man with high blood pressure a $500,000 policy for only $18 a month. Don't procrastinate. Workplace Open enrollment will be here soon. Let SelectQuote save you money and get you the coverage you need to protect your family.
0: For your free quote in just minutes, call 1-800-865-2266. That's 1-800-865-2266. 1-800-865-2266. Or go to SelectQuote.com.
16: Full details on example policy and carrier ratings at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Price could vary by health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states.
10: What's for dinner? Burgers?
7: After last week? No thanks. All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder.
9: Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans.
7: And director Justin Malone.
17: When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America.
7: Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2, An American Odyssey. Available on Salem Now.
16: Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 46. Intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow will reach a high tomorrow of 62. Clear skies tomorrow night, low 42. Partly sunny Friday, the high 67. We'll see a little rain Saturday from what will develop into tropical rainstorm Ian in the afternoon. Otherwise, cloudy skies and a high of 61. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded.
0: Welcome to another edition of the Ride Home with John and Kathy, live
1: from the Salem Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, we're here. We're live. We're going to talk with Paul Shepard a little later on in the hour. We
2: had to pre-record that interview with Paul, right?
1: So the legal ease is we must tell you mm-hmm. that it's pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to be tricksters. No, we're trying <laughs> oh. to be
2: so forthright, you yep. wouldn't believe it. Yep.
1: Kathy, uh, overall, would you say that you're satisfied? Somewhat satisfied oh or dissatisfied with customer surveys. Are you
2: kidding me? I am so done. You don't like a
1: customer survey. With
2: customer surveys. Really? I can't stand it. I don't mind them. I hate it. Really? I this is how can you like that? I I don't
1: know. It doesn't bother me. I mean I kind of feel like I'm, you know, providing a little feedback
2: okay i'm happy to provide feedback if it wasn't every time i did anything there is anywhere
1: that. right i get that but if i especially have like a really good experience I'm finding, i want to yes, tell people that sure
2: i think it's a great thing
1: the bad thing the bad experience mm,
2: are you going to tell
1: well i'd pre- pre- prefer a different route
2: what well, what route would that be call somebody would you do speak that speak to
1: someone i've done that sure yeah
2: yeah it's like i'm dissatisfied with the service i see- received yeah here?
1: well i heard you today talking to somebody
2: well i was Talking to somebody on my credit card, I was about to lose my mind. Of course, because because the person was very, very far away in a foreign country, could barely speak the language that I, the only language that I speak. Mm -hmm. Which,
1: so you were completely dissatisfied.
2: I was completely dissatisfied, but you
1: did receive uh, closure. Uh,
2: Well, they
1: they they said that
2: that they're fixing it, but I don't buy that. I'm not particularly overwhelmed by the competency that i experienced at the
1: end of the call did you ask were you asked to have a survey
2: no i didn't and they Uh didn't send me one which means that i think they're afraid of what i'm going to say okay so here's
1: the deal so the survey apparently like you most people don't take the surveys
2: because there's too many of them
1: so uh u.s companies are now finding other ways to gauge their feelings uh marketing executives and business professors say customers
2: why are are we all concerned about that because you want to do a good job okay People have always wanted to do a good job. Why all of a sudden? Because now we can. In the last 18 months, are we flooded with give us your feedback? Because
1: the technology allows us to, right? Don't you think? Probably. So companies can now apply uh, AI to analyze the language used in transcripts of calls and chats. They say that they can evaluate how happy or angry customers are, or why they are calling. From there, companies hope to more quickly and accurately decide on the next action to improve their services.
2: I wonder what the AI is going to say about the conversation you overheard with my credit card company. So year. there's a
1: now there's a physical copy of that conversation. Great, right?
2: Is it going to assess my the? The volume of my voice and the intensity of my expression. Isn't
1: that something like whenever you're, you know, like you're at work and you're having a more personal phone call? Uh, yes. Right. And did, it, it, did
2: it raise your blood pressure a little bit hearing me that angry?
1: You got a little tense. Yes. I got a little tense. Like I was like, uh-huh. I a, like, yeah,
2: because we have secondhand tension with one another.
1: <laughs> we do. Yeah, I thought like it was kind of like my dad was yelling at me or something. Yeah. I, I got a little. Nervous. I was
2: so annoyed. Well, I mean, the whole reason I took out the credit it's card money is, of course, you know, because I was getting a deal at the store I was buying. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, if you register for this credit card, you'll get 20% sure. off. Oh, yeah. This was years and years and years ago. Yeah. So I said yes to it. So it's been fine. I v- use it very rarely. Well, it just switched over to like a different company. Like it's the same store, but they're now using a different credit company. Uh-huh. So now I have to go through this rigmarole with a new organization who obviously is not based in the United States after talking to two of their operators,
1: was it worth the twenty percent off?
2: I think not. Mm. I think I probably should have just paid the twenty percent and saved myself the sanks.
1: What was the original twenty percent off for? Can you can you share that?
2: <laughs> I did buy some dresses over the summer. Oh, thank you for asking. Twenty percent off, and I did get twenty percent.
1: All right, but you know now you can But get now it. I'm
2: paying the price. Yeah, because right. now I'm using my own time and your time because you and I could have right. been working. Yeah, I or
1: mean like, no such thing as a free lunch, so yeah, you, you got to pay the piper one way or another. I don't know. know. Right? Yeah. Listen,
2: I just went to my uh, vertigo doctor.
1: <laughs> this week <laughs> how'd that go
2: uh it was fine i was there for a very long time yeah but i but i like him and i like uh the office and so I, survey? janet in particular i don't know if janet's listening uh i love janet who's worked for him for a long time dr hillman mm-hmm. in case anyone's wondering who my doctor is i'll give him a plug todd oh, hillman anyway um i was there for a very long time and i bet i was out the door 10 seconds before i got a, a survey yeah and I mm-hmm. thought, for crying out loud, can I just stop at Starbucks first right. no. before getting assaulted? I by did
1: that. the same thing yesterday. I went and had some tires adjusted on my car. Literally, like within thirty seconds, just, just being efficient. Yeah, okay, not have so a problem. Did you fill with it. it out? Mm, no, I did. Oh, you did. Because it was did your doctor. Because you got a, you got I a connection to and the doctor. I liked, and I like that. I right? like the
2: office, and so I filled it out.
1: Right. No, my tire thing.
2: But what about when yeah. they say you want to tell us a little bit more about it? Are you filling out? Are you writing a little essay there? It
1: depends. Like, you know, like uh, when I went away, I stayed at this little hotel, little motel, mm-hmm. Sand Dollar, the Sand Dollar Motel. And when I get like a really good experience, I'll go on Yelp and leave a little something.
2: Yeah, that's smart. That's right? very nice I, of you.
1: Because I want to help those people because they did such nice. an excellent job. But they didn't ask me for a survey or right. anything like that. I just did it on my own accord because you want, you want to reward excellence, don't you?
2: Sure. Yes, you do want to reward
1: excellence. Yeah. All right. Um, is there a survey for this show, for this conversation? That would be. Were good. you completely satisfied?
2: Or, or Were you somewhat satisfied?
1: Or people send you an email? Barely satisfied. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed just so in you, Calf. I was disappointed when I was listening to you. On the, were you disappointed? I was disappointed.
2: <laughs> I'd say the number one. That is the number one negative comment we have gotten over twelve years of doing the show. We've heard it hundreds of times.
1: <clears throat> hundreds, hundreds. Hmm, I wouldn't think of that. Maybe, maybe not hundreds. No, I hope not. I bet a hundred. Well, I think that's pretty common. Is
2: I'm so disappointed. Well, in people you. say that. Right? It's the worst.
1: It does hurt. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. it remember
2: sense. the lady who called up and said, mm, you call yourself a Christian.
1: Well, you do get that as well. Right. And we're trying. I was best. talking
2: about Ben Affleck. As I remember at the, Academy Awards or something? I don't know. I don't know how that happened.
1: Some things, you know, everything sets people off in a different way. Mm-hmm. Does it not? Yes. To Be very, very careful of how you, you deal with situations. It's made you a better person.
2: Has it? I think
1: so. Okay. More empathetic, that's more compassionate, a little more insightful. I'm glad to know that. Right? I hope
2: that's the case, John. All right certainly hope this. i'm
1: satisfied i'll fill out the <laughs> survey i will Very with nice. your co-host uh,
2: yes are you somewhat satisfied yes. with your co-host
1: we send out surveys here at word fm from time to time do, do we? we not i I've believe so like an email blast word FM's never asked me what I word of fan club no one ever
2: has wordfm.com coming up next dr kurt thompson psychiatrist in private practice in Falls church virginia how do we
3: practice for heaven WORD.
0: Propaganda, lawlessness, violence. Seems to me there's big trouble ahead. That's Alan Jackson with a warning. You could have access to all of Alan Jackson's messages by winning an Apple iPad Air, plus hard copies of his books. To enter, log on to our station website, keyword trouble. When you log on, you'll receive a free download of a chapter from his new book, Big Trouble Ahead. Register now at wordfm.com slash trouble. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, this message is for you. Congress has passed $80 billion in funding to more than double the size of the IRS. 87,000 new IRS employees means more audits, collections, and penalties. This will make the IRS larger than the Pentagon, State Department, FBI, and Border Control combined. Now is the time to call Civic Tax Relief.
7: I owe the IRS $37,000. Civic tax relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't know the IRS anything.
0: Their tax resolution specialists can stop the IRS from taking money out of your paycheck.
5: With Civic Tax Relief, they were able to save me upwards of $80,000 that I would have had to pay.
0: For your free tax relief information, call now. 800-506-5803. That's 800-506-5803.
7: I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief.
0: 800-506-5803. International travel is open again Brought
15: to
1: you by Bristol Meyer Squibb and Pfizer. Practicing for heaven. That's a worthy thing, isn't it? Right? Practice for heaven. Dr. Kurt Thompson's back with us. Dr. Thompson's been a regular guest on our show over the years. He is a psychiatrist in private practice, the author of The Soul of Desire Discovering the Neuroscience of Longing, Beauty, and Community. Hey, Kurt, good to see you. Great to be back with you this month. Always good.
2: Terrific, Kurt. Well, we, we've we reached the end of The Soul of Desire. We've
1: been following along closely. Every time you're with us, we, it. we take a chapter. This is the final chapter. Yeah, it is. It is the final chapter. <laughs> yeah,
2: and, it's, I'm, and, I'm... and it's a good one. I mean, hmm. so much of the book um, talks, you utilize groups and hmm. You focus on community and people working together um, and, you know, uh, communication and healing and those sorts of things. And so when you get to this point in the book, um, tell us what all of that openness and back and forth, how does that attach us to thinking about heaven? Or our future in heaven, maybe is a better way to put it.
8: Right. Well, I I think um, you know, I I am I have always been uh really moved and uh, found to be transformational CS Lewis's book The Great Divorce in that is a story of this group of people who get on a bus in hell where people necessarily live farther and farther apart from each other and they make a trip to heaven and then it follows a number of these people around to see what their experience of heaven is really like. And one of the things that you discover uh, immediately for these folks when they get off the bus is the difficulty they have navigating the new terrain that they're in, where the grass is so sharp that it pierces their feet, that the colors are so brilliant that they have a hard time looking at them, that the fruit that they find on the tree is so heavy that they can't pick it up off the ground, let alone when they pick it off the tree, hold on to it, because... Lewis is painting a picture of heaven to become so that is one that is so beautiful and so real, where people don't get to pretend, people don't get to uh, live as if they're going to be somebody else. What we see is what we really get. And uh, so the work that we've been talking about in the chapters heretofore in this book is certainly it, it focuses on the work that we do in what we call these confessional communities. And these communities do have a place in which we are practicing. As I say, we're practicing for heaven. Mostly it is in the form of conversation. Um, But these are intended to be models for what we are to be doing in everyday life. One of the things that we tell folks is that the things that we do in psychotherapy are actually uh, no different than anything else that happens in everyday life. People think that my goodness, like psychotherapy, this must be something that is just like really strange, whatever goes on beyond the, those, those doors. Like it must be weird, something esoteric. And the reality is what psychotherapy does that no other place does, or few of places do is we just, we do what we do every place else in life. It's just that in that space, we are making everything as explicit as possible. We're drawing everything out into the open where people now are aware of what they're aware of. Mm. And of course, we live our lives. I mean, shame does this to us. It has us hiding in pockets. It has us pretending to be things that we're not. It has us uh, addicted to all kinds of things. It has us angry at all kinds of other people who are not like us that we identify as being other and the violence that ensues with our language, let alone our weapons and so forth. And then we get to this passage in Matthew 12, verses 36 and 37, where Jesus basically says, everyone is gonna have to give an account for every idle word. And of course I read that verse and I think like, dang, like I'm in trouble because I I have these pictures of those old tracks that I used to get when I was like in seventh and eighth grade where it was some, you know, some cartoonish picture of, you know, you're in front of the entire world when your life is being flashed up on the screen and Jesus is interviewing you before 7 billion people. Um, naming all the ways in which like you've not done things well enough and like that's going to be the judgment and Jesus does say you're going to have to give an account for every idle word but what if the way he asks us to give an account is a very different way than what we are used to we only imagine a God who can ask us for an account because he's looking to judge us he's looking to shame us he's looking to uh, discern, did you do this well enough or not? But what if the kind of conversation that Jesus wants to have is in some respects an even more effective, brighter, more beautiful version of the kinds of conversations that we are having quite openly in these confessional communities. What if at the moment that he says to me, Kurt, gosh, let's talk about that moment that you lost your temper in the kitchen. And I'm like, dang, like, I, like what, one more instance of this, we, we, do we really have to do this in front of 7 billion people? He's like, well, wait, wait a minute, what happened? What was that about? What were you longing for? What was underneath all that? And imagine Jesus having the kinds of conversations in which he's asking the, where are you? And the, what do you want? And the, can you drink? All those questions that we talked about in our last conversation, this notion of how we are being asked deep questions because Jesus is really longing for us to become, even in the judgment, he is asking us to become more than we imagined that we could become. This is essentially what we are doing in these confessional communities, but not just to be limited to there. We want these to be a modeled conversation that can take place in proper ways in your law practice, in your engineering work, in the radio studio, that those things that it's not that we're telling everyone every single thing about our life, but as it pertains to the work that we do together, we wanna be transparent and vulnerable because we wanna create more beauty and goodness together. Yes. But I can't do that if I have parts of me that are hidden, that I'm working really hard to make sure you never find out. And that becomes energy that I'm going to have to burn to contain all that. And that is not going to be available to me to think creatively about the next radio show that we want to do. I'm not going to be able to do that because I'm burning all this energy every place else. And Jesus has a mission, as he had for Adam and Eve, to steward this beauty and goodness of the earth. And instead of stewarding it, we devour it, and we devour each other along the way. And these confessional communities become a laboratory, if you will, where this passage of Matthew is lived out. We're really having the conversation. We are really doing the work of making sure that we're giving an account for every idle word, for all the stuff that's banging around in our head, that if we aren't naming, we're going to act it out. We're going to act it out at home. We're going to act out at church. We're going to act out everywhere we are. And in so doing, it changes our capacity to be agents of beauty and goodness in the world in ways that are practicing for the heaven that is coming. Because if the heaven that is coming really is gonna be like what we read about in Ezekiel and in Revelation, I need to know that like I'm gonna be able to be in it, Mm. that I'm gonna be able to be as transparent and as honest as Jesus wants me to be. And so I figure I might as well start to practice living for that world that's coming while I have the chance to get ready for
1: it. Oh, that's fabulous. So what you're saying then, Kurt, behind the closed doors of the therapist office or in these confessional communities you speak of, the key thing is to be as you are. Because if we can be as you are, then we forget about the fear, the shame, the regret, the anger, the sorrow, all those things that separates us from ourselves.
8: That's right. And you know, as we say, what we do in these spaces, is like unto what we hope church to be about. Now, we, we people who are listening, we have a sense that like church is a place that you go to and you spend an hour on a Sunday morning, or maybe ninety minutes, and maybe you go to a Sunday school class in addition to that. You hear a preacher, you worship, you read scripture. All these these are the kinds of things that happen, and then you go home and eat pot roast. But what the church is intended to be is a crucible for change. It is intended to be a place where we are transformed. And the way we are transformed, the intention of a sermon, the intention of the reading of the scripture, is to hear God being transparent with us about himself and about what he's longing for for us, for him to be vulnerable. And so, to the degree that we are going to match that, that we are also going to be vulnerable that we are also going to be transparent we open ourselves up to other members of the body of Jesus to be agents of that very change one of the things that happened it just happened today in one of the groups that we were running this notion of uh, you know we talk about how we, and we talked here on the show earlier this notion that you know when we enter into a group we first come in and we're there to work on my problems that exist outside of the group like back at home but eventually, we come to find that if I am working hard enough to be myself here, at some point, I'm so going to be myself that I'm going to be something that you're not going to like. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, like this is true for everybody, like ask any married couple, right? You fall in love with a person, you get married, and then you're like, holy cow, what have I done?
12: Mm-hmm.
8: Because I'm, you know, I really wanted to be married to me. I just wanted me to look like her. That's really <laughs> kind of what what it's about. right? right. But but instead, like we notice that we are now affecting people in the room in real time and space. And it becomes very easy then for us to talk in abstract notions. Like for instance, one of our members might come into the group and say like, I'm just really concerned about the way, you know, I I would, I'd like for all of us to be on time and we're not always on time. Well, it's easy to say, I'd like for us to be on time. I'd like for, you know, we, we talk in these, as opposed to, I would really like for George, George, you're late all the time. And I want like, and it's, and it's really making me angry. I mean, this is the thing, right? This is what happens in church. We have all kinds of things that happen in church where we feel things, we sense things between us and other people that we never name. We don't actually work something out with that person in real time and space. And then you wonder, goodness, what's gonna happen when we get to heaven and Jesus says, Kurt, you know, Randall is here. And I'm like, how did he get in? I like, I don't know how he made it. And he says, well, not only that, not only is he here, but I've really been looking forward to the two of you being able to have a conversation. Unfortunately, we have eternity, so no matter how long it takes, like (laughs) you have all the time (laughs) in the world to work out these things. And I'm like, I didn't. I thought. I thought eternity was also so big that maybe even if he got here, like I would never have to run into him. Right. But this whole sense that Jesus is so serious, not just about making us better people, making me nicer. He wants me to be a person who bears the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, and all the rest, as. Part of this mission for me, along with the Randalls in my life, to collaborate and create beauty and goodness in the world, we have no idea how painfully difficult it was for Jews and Gentiles to come to the table together and not see each other as the enemy. They it, it, like we have no idea how hard it was for them. And and yet, this is exactly what Paul is writing about. This is exactly what Jesus is talking about. This notion that we are gonna have the kinds of conversations of transparency with those with whom we are differentiated from in order for us to create beauty and goodness in the world, not least of which by the way we love one another, especially the people with, we, with whom we have great difference. Fabulous.
2: The book is called The Soul of Desire, Discovering the Neuroscience of Longing, Beauty, and Community. I'm showing it, if you're watching, if you're not watching, you should be, on uh, YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. You can see the book right here. You can, if you're not watching now, go back and watch it later and see Kurt's face. Um, Kurt, I have enjoyed this so much. Me it's too. just been such a terrific Excellent walk mm. through this book. Mm. I've talked mm. to to um, at least three people who've already read this and love it and recommended it to me, mm. and I thought well, I was just about to recommend it to you, mm. and then mm-hmm. we were talking about the wow. same book. So, um, such a good job practicing. Heaven. Thanks. thank yeah. you very Thanks. good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, very good. Thank you. We All value you we value your friendship, Kurt, and your presence on the show. And likewise, and so good to you. see you. Right, very much. Yeah. Let's okay. get together in the same space sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Can we do that? Right on. Right on. That would be awesome. Right on. Okay,
1: Dr. Kurt Thompson. Uh, The soul of desire is a psychiatrist in private practice in Falls Church, Virginia. Does this make sense? That's coming up next. Nothing in this world beats real life experience. Now, of course, a lot of us have sent our kids to college. There's a lot of classroom work and theory and whatnot, but then, hopefully, there's a day where the rubber hits the road Mm -hmm. and your kid goes out and spreads wings and becomes part of the real life environment of what it is to earn a living.
2: And prior to that, the internship is what gets you ready, right? That's the time when you're like kind of in the work world, but not fully in the work world, right? And you're kind of trying to test your wings and ask the questions and
1: get some guidance
2: and maybe perform well enough that you could get somebody's attention later on and maybe get a job
1: right now at Grow City College. The opportunity for internships exists Mm -hmm. and people cement themselves inside of a a corporation. And once you graduate, then, I mean, the possibilities are endless on campus. People come to Grove City and go, we know the nature, the quality Mm -hmm. of these students. This is an A plus. We're invested in these students because we see what you produce. Count us in as corporate partners.
6: So if that sounds
2: interesting to you or something that might be appealing and a great thing for your child to strive for, consider Grove City College. Look them up online, gcc.edu. That's Grove City
14: College. Hurricane Fiona has ravaged the Caribbean with devastating winds, rainfall, flooding. Food for the poor is already responding to the needs of the victims of the storm. Emergency kits containing food, clean water, and other relief supplies are positioned and ready to go. We need your help to get them to families in need. Your gift of any amount will help these devastated families. Text Send Hope, all one word, to 91999. Text Send Hope to 91999, and we'll send you a link to give. Or click the red Hurricane Fiona banner at wordfm.com. Com. Hurricane Fiona has decimated Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. 85 mile per hour winds, catastrophic flash floods, mudslides, massive blackouts. The population is devastated. With your help, Food for the Poor is giving relief to storm victims. Your gift of any amount will send even more aid to families devastated by Hurricane Fiona. Please give your best gift now. Text Send Hope, all one word, to 91999. Or click the red Hurricane Fiona banner at wordfm.com.
3: 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. More than 6 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's, with more than 11 million family members and friends serving as caregivers. The toll of the disease is monumental, and no one should face Alzheimer's or dementia by themselves. Free help is available 24-7. For resources and support, visit the Alzheimer's Association at alz.org. Or call the helpline at 800-272-3900. You are not alone.
16: Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 46. Intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow will reach a high tomorrow of 62. Clear skies tomorrow night, low 42. Partly sunny Friday, the high 67. We'll see a little rain Saturday from what will develop into tropical rainstorm Ian in the afternoon, otherwise cloudy skies and a high of 61. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
2: Does this is makes sense.
1: Does what make sense?
2: Hot sauce.
1: Oh. Funny you should ask. I had some today. On what? A hard-boiled egg.
2: Did you really?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. Hot sauce is like the nectar of the gods. It makes a hundred percent sense.
2: Now why does that make sense?
1: To- because it takes something simple, mm-hmm. like an egg. Mm-hmm. I like a hard-boiled egg. Sure. And it elevates it to something a little different. It adds a little zing, a spice to it.
2: Is it painful?
1: Uh, Sometimes the more painful the better.
2: Now what are we doing? What are we doing with the hot sauce?
1: Sometimes that kick is really what you need. It changes the dynamic See, of your day. I, I just, you don't believe in no, that. I, it I'm, doesn't make sense to I'm, you.
2: It does not make sense. You don't to like you. hot sauce. No. What are you kidding me? What? <laughs> I don't know. Really? No.
1: I'm surprised by that. I have no
2: connection to that at all. What? None. Really? Never use I it. I
1: love it. I use it all the time. All the time. I think you're in the minority.
2: For I probably am. For the taste or for the pain?
1: Both. Depending upon what's going on. See,
2: now, I like a buffalo wing for sure. Well,
1: there you go. There's Here's some the pain. Thing, but
2: I like the taste. I don't... The, the, the if burn? It, if it get The burn, if it's too much, what, what am I... What are we doing? I get that. I
1: get that. All of a sudden, the, the, the hot sauce overtakes the flavor of everything else. I get that. And you don't want that. I
2: thought we were eating.
1: Right. Some people, you know, yeah, I get that. But there is a fine line here. There's a balance. Mm.
2: So you're saying it does make sense? I
1: say a hot sauce makes 100% sense.
2: And I, I, I'm doubting that. And yeah. I'm saying that maybe, maybe. I'm, verdict's still out, but maybe it doesn't. All
1: right. Does this make sense? Electric vehicles.
2: Oh, God. Oh, here we
1: are. Oh, here we are, right? We're, we're being sold a bill of goods here. Every, oh, everyone's. Right.
2: The whole fleet. We're all going electric. Right? The whole GM fleet. Okay. It's going to be electric and I don't know how many years. Okay,
1: so w- what happened there in California? There's a little shortage there of gasoline. Yeah. What happened today in Florida? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the charging stations are underwater, so no one's going anywhere if you get an electric vehicle. Right. Right. But this is the wave that we're all excited about. Mm-hmm. The, the government saying, oh, you know, we're going to shut you down. There's going to be no, you know, okay. gas-powered vehicles in 2035 in the state of California. So as California goes, so does the rest of the country. The it first, doesn't make any the sense. The first
2: house I lived in, it was 30 steps from where we parked yeah. up to the front door. Mm-hmm. Where 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 are we plugging in? Yeah. If there's an electric car there. You're
1: not. Right. You're not plugging in. Yeah.
2: John, I'm with you.
1: I think I think it, I think it
2: widespread electric vehicles? That doesn't make sense. Mm-mm.
1: No. Here's the deal. Put a little hot sauce on your Tesla. No. You're good to go.
2: I don't know, because then I think you're not going to enjoy your Tesla. <laughs> you're going to be too concerned about your mouth burning. The
1: burn. That's
2: the thing. All
1: right. You heard <laughs> it here first. One oh one
3: point five W O R D. I
12: won. I won!
17: And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up
4: today at wordfm.com subscribe.
19: Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the spring houses think Thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me Marcia from the Spring House and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course we have great eats inside too with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H with all the fixins. plan to spend a memory making day on the farm at the springhouse in 84 pa 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com my nephew is obsessed with treasure
9: hunting we watch that national treasure movie where the hero solves all the ridiculous puzzles on his way to finding treasure and ever since he's been hiding painted rocks in the backyard and making treasure maps in the movie The hero has to find a clue inside a glacier, steal the Declaration of Independence, and outsmart the FBI. But for you, you happen to be living in a moment arguably unlike any other, where your home went and grew hidden treasure on its own over the last few years. Home values have gone nuts, leaving most of us with a significant opportunity to do a cash-out refinance, and to use that newfound treasure for life. Many use it for credit card or high-interest debt, or to just help with a difficult financial time. Many others use it for home projects, vacations, or treasure hunting gear. If you're curious what's hiding in your home,
19: we are United, United Faith Mortgage.
9: Mortgage. United Mortgage Court in New York. And a blessing number 1330.
14: Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Christian
0: television is one of the best way to tell the world the truth, where you don't have to live in chaos, and you can access peace and hope, and that there is a God who loves you.
6: Bridge of Hope is coming soon on Cornerstone Television Network. Get involved and hear from special guests Auntie Ann Beeler, founder of Auntie Ann's Pretzels, David and Nicole Binion, Jay Gilbert, Mike Smalley, and Jennifer Evaz. Join us October 3rd through 7th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network.
1: Hey, the annual Word FM Pastor Appreciation Luncheon is coming up Thursday, October 6th at the Priory on the north side. Special speaker will be Paul Shepard from Destined for Victory. Destined for Victory heard every day on Word FM here at 3.30 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. And Pastor Paul's with us right now. Hey, Pastor.
7: Hey, John and Kathy. Glad to be with you all, and it's a pleasure to, uh, to be with your listeners.
2: Paul, we're going to have a good time when you come to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a very fun-loving city. Uh, are you excited to be back?
7: I am very excited to be back. This is a different venue. The last time I spoke mm-hmm. uh, for the pastor's event, it was in a very different place, it over was. by the uh, where the where the Pirates play, as I recall. Uh, but uh, wherever we're supposed to be, that's I'm looking forward to being there with with uh, the pastors and perhaps their spouses that come out,
1: we're going to have a good Outstanding. Well, Pastor, of course, it's uh, no news that these last several years have been exceedingly difficult for pastors of all denominations. Uh, I'm sure your message will be one of encouragement uh, because it feels as though a lot of pastors have just said, no mas, I'm done with this.
7: Yeah. yeah. Sadly, there are people leading uh, the professional ranks of uh, those of us who uh, have served the Lord vocationally or by vocational, even as volunteers, and it's it's sad to hear of men and women who truly love the Lord but mm-hmm. they're thoroughly discouraged. And so I'm praying that this will be a time where God will use me to help energize and encourage those that that remain committed, and uh, perhaps we might even be able to talk some folks back in back mm-hmm. into the ranks because we really all need to put our resources together and serve the Lord these days.
2: Paul do you think challenges are different now than they were prior to covid?
7: Well, I just think covid um exacerbated things that were already there. Okay. I think we took a lot of things for granted, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that there would be uh people in the pews eager to to hear what we had to say and eager to experience the public worship and covid ran people off in such a way that um that that we we uh, as ministers in many cases were shocked. I for one really went through a major time of just disbelief. Like I can't believe it. All of a sudden, they're saying stay home, yeah. and, uh, and and I was not a streaming pastor until then. Some of my friends have always streamed. I never did. Uh, this is this was the first time. Twenty twenty was the first time I ever streamed. Worship services, and so to be sitting in my living room, and they said, "This is church." I was like, "You gotta be kidding!" Because nobody's in front of me. So,
12: right.
7: yeah, it, it really, it really shook me, and I, uh, it took me a while to get my bearings. Yeah. Did you hate it? I did. Thank God, I, I finally got it. We're, we're now pretty good at streaming. We, we went through a lot of things. I, I threatened to fire everybody imaginable. I just, <laughs> I was just when, when they would mess up, it was, just, it was crazy. <laughs> But we got it together and and things are going very well. In fact, we've learned to not only uh, accept the fact that some folks are happy to have church at home, we just turned and made it a positive and we extended e-membership to people who, uh, because they weren't going locally to any church and they wanted to uh, be part of my ministry, we said, hey, if you want to be part of us, we'll make you an e-member. If you ever find a local church, by all means, go there so that you can be in the pews with actual people, but if uh, if you need something, come on to our church. And I now have members in, I think it's 31 states and in seven countries cool. after just simply opening up that opportunity. It's like, oh my goodness, I've never expected this. But folks are eager to learn and, and grow and worship, even if it's online. So rather than curse the darkness, I'm learning how to turn on the yeah. lights.
1: Yeah. Nice. Pastor Paul Shepard is with us. The annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, Thursday, October 6th, the Priory on the north side. Senior pastors and their spouses are invited to come. WordFM.com forward slash pastors. Limited seating, so we'd encourage you to join up now. Yeah, Sign up now.
2: Only about 30 seats left okay. at this point. So if you want to go, we you want to hear from you.
1: Very soon. Nice. forward slash pastors. Paul, uh, in addition to COVID, of course, uh, the rise of politics uh, in the church has, has been surprising as well. Can you comment on that? I mean, I, I know a lot of churches, you know, feature politics from the pulpit. Our church does not. Kath and I here on the show, we have very uh, carefully straddled a line where we've just tried to ignore politics. I think maybe sometimes to our peril, can, yeah. but um, it's a really weird time in America, isn't it?
7: It is, and I'm, I'm like you guys. Every church has the right to do whatever it is on their hearts. I've got many pastor friends who are way out front with their politics in the pulpit. Um, so I certainly uh, you know, recognize their, their freedom to do that. I feel like my job is to stay kingdom-focused in my preaching, teaching, and leading. And then I tell my, my members, when it comes to politics, you need to be civically responsible. You need to learn the issues and the candidates and the platforms and vote your convictions and your conscience. But we have to recognize that people, uh, when they go into a voting booth, for instance, they have to answer to God. They don't answer to me. They answer to God. So I give them the freedom. And at our church, we just pre- we keep it uh, focused on the word, and then we let people follow their hearts Amen. and their conscience when it comes to politics. Fabulous.
2: Paul, one of the things that keeps me turning on um, Word FM at 3.30 and also I think you're on later in the evening, 11.30, 11.30 yeah. p.m. i got to be honest, I'm not listening at that time, Paul. Um, <laughs> but you make me laugh and i love to laugh and i think that in times like this when everybody's so stinking serious about everything especially like politics like you and john were talking about talk about the role of humor um how, how what does it do for you personally and and how how have you seen it in your church
7: well i am i am proudly a humorist in the pulpit i just don't make any apologies one time i had a listener call in uh to our um our team, my media team, and say, so tell Pastor Paul that the Bible says that a man of God ought to be sober, and he's just entirely
12: too, oh you know,
7: he, he cracks too many jokes, and I thought, oh my Lord, mm. I i crack jokes to keep people from being, to having the kind of frame of mind you are in, like, good Lord, are you <laughs> kidding? We we need a laugh, we need to smile, and uh, and fortunately, that's one of the Natural gifts I have. My sense of humor is very, you know, it's just very much me, and I love it. And I use it. Here's what. Here's what I believe. I believe if I can use my sense of humor to keep people's attention, then I can feed them more the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm doing. Just like when 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 some parents are feeding a, a. fininicky baby, and they take the spoon and they make it like an airplane okay it 's coming in for a landing open up and that 's all i 'm trying to do, get people to open up so they can hear the word of God and I, I want to make make it fun while they 're doing it fabulous
1: pastor uh, you 've been a pastor for for a number of years. Uh, anything surprise you about the pastorate? I mean, you know, you, you're you're like us, even more so amplified because you're national and international. And, you know, we get emails, we get phone calls, people upset. I'm so disappointed in you and whatnot. I mean, uh, yeah. I appreciate that, but uh, you, you got a job to do.
7: You do. And, and taking the lumps is part of what we all do. So I want to encourage you, John and Kathy, just like I encourage pastors, hey, keep it coming. Keep the... Truth coming, and you know we're all going to have naysayers, and we're all going to have haters. But I tell people, haters are elevators. They'll help you get to the next level. They make you pray more. They make you focus more on the Lord, and um, and so that's just par for the course. But yep, if we all keep doing what we're doing, whether it's using your sense of humor or your entertainment skills of any types, as long as we use it for the glory of God, one day we'll hear the Lord say, "Well done, good and faithful servant." Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we're geeked to have you in Pittsburgh, Paul.
7: Man, I'm looking forward to it. I really can't wait to be there and see everybody again. I hope your baseball team is doing well. And no. Oh, get out of here, but, Paul. It's the worst uh, ever. So they're not, they're not doing well. No. Then i got to bring up all that much more word of encouragement then if things are going right on the football field or uh, or in baseball.
2: No, so
1: football. We but we have,
2: yeah, this ju- it's, it's a dark time.
1: Mm-hmm. We, we are <laughs> kingdom <laughs> focused because our sports teams truly are not. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
7: oh my goodness! I I know what that like. That that's like I grew up in Philly. I'm now in the Bay Area, so I. Are you know an what Eagles like. fan, Paul? Yes, I am. I have always been. Grew oh. up watching watching me. I'm talking way back in the days of uh, Tim Brown was the running back, and also yeah, I remember those days.
2: They're yeah, yeah, a good we, team this year. Yeah, okay. you're going to have a happier season than we are. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Okay. All yeah, right. Yeah. I, I hope they do well.
1: Yeah.
7: i'll, I'll I'll ride them as far as they can. Good, t- go
12: for it.
1: Fabulous. Well, Pastor, we look forward to your encouragement when you come into Pittsburgh, and uh, always a great pleasure. We're fans of the show and uh, destined for victory. Is right. Actually, you're right before our show, so it's a, it's a great it's a for lead. us. Yeah, really. We, we ride on your coattails. We really do.
7: I love that. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Our right, pleasure. Paul, see you soon.
1: Pastor Appreciation Luncheon is coming up Thursday, October 6th, the beautiful Priory on the north side. Uh, senior pastors can RSVP online along with their spouses. Associate pastors are welcome as well. WordFM.com forward slash pastors to register. As Cass said earlier, limited tickets, WordFM.com forward slash pastors to see Pastor Paul Shepard.
15: Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt, landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value, protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly Connect with me at com or give me a call at 817-912-1569.
11: Attention, taxpayers. If you owe the IRS back taxes or have years of unfiled tax returns, the IRS has greenlighted billions of dollars in tax relief to those facing financial hardship through its tax relief initiative. If you have a delinquent tax problem and possibly facing wage garnishment, liens, levies, audits, or already in a payment plan, you may now qualify for significant relief. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your tax problem, and may even reduce what you owe by. up to 99%. Call the hotline at Defense Tax Partners to see if you qualify and receive your free tax assessment by dialing 800 533 4877. If you or your business owe $10,000 or more in back taxes to the IRS or state, you can now qualify to get the help that you need. Call now to see what you qualify for by dialing 800 533 4877. 800 533 4877. That's 800 533 4877.
18: I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now.
17: The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives.
10: We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation.
19: I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me
10: in this next phase of my life
17: eden christian academy enrolling pre-k through 12th grade at eden christian academy.org
10: do you need new blinds or shades blindster.com offers custom-made blinds, shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit don't overpay for new blinds shop today and save big blindster.com
3: Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
1: Kath, uh, on my... And I don't have one, truly. Bucket list. Yeah. There's no cruise.
2: No. Yeah, me neither. There
1: is no cruise. And I know, and I'm not, you know, trying to dissuade other people who love cruises right right but it's just not something i'm interested in right to be on a boat with (laughs) x number of people um it doesn't appeal to me no me neither well for people who do love cruises and of course it's a billion dollar industry multi-billion disney cruise line will no longer require vaccinations on voyages beginning in october and there they are this policy of no vaccinations apparently is uh, Across the cruise industry.
2: How about that? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, you could say- How
2: much have things changed? Not
1: that long ago. I mean, no, there were no cruises not that long ago. First of
2: all, there were no cruises. Then there's no way you were getting on a cruise if you didn't have a vaccine card. Right. And now, anybody can come on? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, at Kennywood, after the violence last Saturday evening- there uh, in today's Trib is an article about the you know safety recommendations and protocols that they're right. going to be you know bringing to bear, and one of them is that no masks are allowed
1: because they become something and, else, right? Nefarious. So,
2: so now you can't wear a mask at Kennywood if you're there in the evening, unless it's a surgical mask and you have a, unless you're.
1: That's what you, it said. Who determines that? That's
2: what it said. I don't know. I'm just telling. Who says you. that? That what the article in the Trib said.
1: Huh. So b- before, we were encouraging everyone to wear masks, yeah. and of course, there was huge backlash. Right. became like oh, a political okay, thing. Okay, here's
2: another thing. I went into a medical facility this week uh, as a visitor, not as a patient, and cloth masks are forbidden. Where? In a medical facility, an AHN medical facility. Because
1: they're not appropriate. They're not what?
2: Right. So They don't you, work as well. Right. So... You cannot, remember, like, everybody sew your own mask. Have mask sewing My parties. wife
1: made some. Right. I gave you one.
2: Sure. You you drove one over to my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. So you're not allowed in the facility unmasked. And you can't wear a cloth mask. Okay. So you either have to wear an N95 or they're going to give you a mask. But those are your only options.
1: On Sunday, somebody sat down in two rows in front of me. At church, what, in church, uh huh. Wearing a mask, yeah. The place scattered. What do you mean? Like people moved away from the person wearing a mask
2: because nobody else was. Yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, so it's become like you know, this red letter. You know, you're wearing your A. Wow, I uh, it's I so cannot weird. It's so believe
2: complex. how much things have changed right. and continue to change. Right. I mean, it's outrageous. Okay, so would you? Say you were going to Kennywood for a Fright Night. I'm not. You're
14: not?
1: I'm never going. Really? That would be the last thing I'd want to do. You mean because of the violence? No, just because I'm not big on the haunted houses thing. I mean, that's, you know, what? I scare myself. What, I want to go someplace else and get scared. But
2: the Fright Nights at Kennywood are basically just you're riding the rise in the dark, right?
1: No, no, no. No, there's, you know ghouls wandering around and you know people I didn't know that yeah it's like you know a whole scare team right and even on the rides there are people that you know are put in place to scare you apparently so I'm not doing that I have no desire
2: okay so forget fright night what okay so what if it was a regular weekend they, they were still open Saturday and Sunday based on the violence would you go
1: you know this is the first year i think i haven't been to kennywood in a long long time this usually you know with our kids we you know even though they're you know they're older now we still go as a family and enjoy ourselves Mm -hmm. um i like kennywood i love kennywood
2: oh my gosh are you kidding me right
1: um no that's not going to dissuade me it's not going to go oh gee that you know someone's going to shoot me at kennywood i don't think that's true that was a weird incident um and they're making changes so i mean, it just what it is to be alive in America in the 21st century. So, no, I'm, it doesn't make a difference to me. Does it make a difference to you? Would, would you would that keep you it away? It would not
2: make a difference to me. But I haven't been to Kennywood in about eight years oh. because of my vertigo.
1: Yeah, right. I, I Kennywood
2: that. was a very wonderful place for our family. And I was a big, not a big, I was an enormous amusement park enthusiast. Mm-hmm. And so when I got vertigo, it was very depressing. Well, It was see, very, very sad for me.
1: I see how you come across something because when you, I'm not throwing you under the bus here, when you become a certain age, oh,
2: here we
1: go. when you, you become a certain age, he you don't want to get on those rides.
2: I do want to get I don't. on the rides. I, you know what? Seriously, I
1: can't. My, when we used to go to Kennywood, oh my grandma would Hate go, it. I'm happy to sit on the bench. I just want to sit there and watch people watch. I don't want to sit watch. on I a do.
2: bench. I'll
1: wanna... sit
0: on the bench with Kathy.
1: Oh, yeah, there you here. go.
2: Let's get on oh. the train. Nobody wants to we'll sit get on, on the a bench we'll with me. The... I don't want to sit on a bench with me.
1: I don't mind it. I'll sit next to that it's Cowboy Joe no. guy. It's entertaining. That's boring. No, it's not.
2: You're in an amusement Do you not want to look at people? Park. No, I want to go on rides. That's what's so great about well, it. It's...
1: your vertigo. <laughs> there you go. We're going to Kennywood. I don't
2: want to go with that guy.
1: Pack it up. I'd go with that guy. No,
2: I'm not going with that guy. I
1: love the roller coasters. Of
2: course. With Vertigo,
1: does Vertigo affect you on the roller coasters? I don't, I haven't been there. Oh, no, you could probably get on a roller coaster with Vertigo. I mean, with uh, with your Vertigo.
2: Thank you. Yeah. So I'll your, give you that, that your clinical doctor opinion? Recommendation.
1: No, you. uh, give me the Thunderbolt, the Racer, right. right, the Jackrabbit, any of those things. I'm happy to do that. What
2: about the new one? What about the...
1: Love to. Yeah, the, yeah dig the, it.
2: The steel curtain.
1: Yeah, fine.
2: You don't care? No. You know, up, going upside down doesn't bother you doing...
1: Not repeatedly. I mean, I, well, then I, you don't want to go on that ride. Right? No, I. But I've been on it.
2: Oh, have you? Yeah. Okay.
1: But I don't want to just you know go on those like barren curve year. and spin around. No, it's not. Oh. Okay. Second year. Second year. I, I don't want to go spin around. Right. Then I get the nauseous. The barren curve is gone. Okay. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. All those things you see them. While we flying yeah. backwards, the and Enterprise, forwards.
2: whatever that was called, that's yeah, gone. I don't know. The pirate ship's still there.
1: Is it, really? I love the pirate ship. Kangaroo's still there. Kangaroo's turtle's back. Turtle's still there.
2: The turtle's still there. Would you
1: get vertigo going on the turtle? I, I don't know. It's the turtle. It's like the most benign Listen, ride in Kennywood. I don't, I, don't,
2: I don't know. All
1: right. Would you pack if you're going to Kennywood?
2: No. Get out hey, of here. Hey, you Can could. Can you me packing? I don't know. You know, you do not want me packing because I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I'm the last person. Just like a little packing.
1: tiny tiny petite. <laughs> get out of here. The Kathy version. Yeah. What right? well, I'm going to pack is a sandwich. All right. Anyway, hey, thanks for being with you us. You can't
2: get it in with a sandwich anymore, can no, you? No, I don't
1: think so, no. Podcast is up and running. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of
0: Salem Media Group.